proud bisexual astrology influencer. Bye, bye, bye? Question mark? <laughs> It is hot by summer. Hello and welcome to Hot by Summer, the podcast that's your one-stop shop for everything by with your host, Sharmi. That's me. Everything from by news, by TV shows and films, by awakenings, and so much more. There is so much hot tea that I want to get into. So much motherfucking hot tea that I want to get into. But before I do get into that, I want to say a giant, huge, grandiose thank you to everybody. I genuinely was so overwhelmed by people just being so down to listen to me yap about pop culture. So if you're one of those people that like said something really nice, I'm sure you're listening right now. I hope that my voice is like a hug to you. So yeah, a huge thank you to everybody that sent good, happy messages. Honestly, the vibe of the show is very much like you're kikiing with your besties over what happened the previous weekend. And I want it to feel like really intimate. I want it to feel like a phone call. I want it to feel like you're FaceTiming your besties. And I'm so excited. I'm just so pumped that people are excited about it because I've been excited about it for a really, 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 really long time. So to see that other people are like, yeah, this made my day or, oh, I'm so excited or where's episode two? Like that just like, it really makes me feel good, but also beyond making me feel good, it's like I'm excited to like build this podcast up and for it to be something really special for all of us. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So moving on to our very, very exciting news that dropped over the weekend is Beyonce dropped the album Renaissance. And honestly, I'm shaking, crying, screaming, convulsing, shitting, sliding down walls. The album is just, I'll start with my overall thoughts. Overall, it dropped during the Leo new moon, right? So I was genuinely really overwhelmed because I had to take my hair down. I had to get my hair down that weekend. Like it was like a black girl hair situation. And so it was a lot. Literally releasing my braids as I pressed play. I was crying y'all like I was legitimately like sobbing and I wasn't expecting it I don't know why I underestimated Beyonce I think never underestimate a Virgo ever 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 I genuinely thought this album was gonna be like a fun little cute little bop and that was it but she put her whole heart soul and everything into it I wasn't ready y'all like I genuinely was not ready to feel so black and queer and really in my element I was crying. I was legitimately crying. I'm that girl. I started with I'm that girl. I mean, I did front to back, like front to back. I started with I'm that girl. I was freaking out. I was like, oh shoot, like this is actually, this is a moment. This is a theatrical cinematic album, right? And then I get the cozy and I'm just like, oh, but it's black. There's something really special about artists whenever they basically say, I'm not really, I'm not really going to pay attention to the white gaze. By white gaze, I mean G-A-Z-E, but also G-A-Y-S as well. Like she was just like, no, no, this is black. This is black and gay period. So anyways, Cozy comes on and I'm sobbing and T.S. Madison's on it and I'm freaking out because at this point, I don't even recognize the voice. I'm just freaking out. Alien Superstar, by far my favorite song off the entire album. Like I play it and I feel like that girl. I feel like that bitch. Like I play it and I'm like, oh, don't mess with me. Don't play with me. Cuff it. I mean, it's just a bop. And I think when I got to cuff it, that's when I started sobbing profusely. And then it floats into energy and energy just 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 transitions into break my soul which this album is a complete cinematic artwork like it's meant to be played not as singles it's meant to be played as a complete piece and Beyonce is always pushing the envelope right she's a Virgo but she's very very um, mutable and so she's pushing the envelope and stretching music for what it is. And a lot of times we hear singles, we hear singles, we hear singles, but the complete work, we're like, meh, it's fine, you know? But she's like, oh, no, no, no. To be an artist, you need a complete cinematic masterpiece. And if you don't have that, then you're just not one of us. And that's okay. 
you can be not one of us. The bar is set high, right? So energy goes into break my soul, goes into church girl, which I'm like freaking out. Cause if you grew up, I think specifically in the South, I did not grow up in the South, but I did grow up Christian and black. And you know, you, we all know that feeling of you go out on a Saturday night and you're twerking around the club on a Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, you're like, Oh, gotta be up. My business casual. Praise the Lord, you know? And then plastic off the sofa, I thought was a very much hetero song, but apparently not because Sid credited on that song, Sid, The Love of My Life, and Sabrina Claudio, and Patrick Page from the internet, which is crazy. My first pass through, I was like, this is too straight for me. And then Sid is credited on it. So I'm like, okay, it's not too straight. Uh, Virgo's Groove did not want to like that. Did not want to freaking like that song at all whatsoever. And then it grew on me. Move with Grace Jones and Thames, y'all. Grace Jones, like out of the woodworks for this. Heated, a bop, thick, felt it. I will say girls that have an accent on the last E and that's the last letter of their name are very thick. Just saying, uh, All Up In Your Mind is a bop. America has a problem. I was really scared because I was like, oh no, this is going to be Black Panther Beyonce, which there's nothing wrong with Black Panther Beyonce because some of the, sometimes these white people need to be reintroduced to the fact that Beyonce is a black person because sometimes they do forget. I was like, oh no. And then it was like, it took a turn and I was like, oh my God. And then Pure Honey came on and I was like, oh shoot, it's so good. And then it ended off with Summer Renaissance, which... For those of you who don't know, Donna Summer is a disco legend. She is the woman who changed music. She's a Capricorn sun, Capricorn stellium. Um, she worked really, really hard in the music industry and really changed the music industry and changed pop culture for what it is today and, and changed pop music for what it is today. And the fact that she is now, I think a lot of people forget that she did all that work, especially as a Capricorn, you know, Capricorns will, you know, Michael Jordan was a Capricorn. One of those Capricorns are the types that, you know, very much in the in line of Michael Jordan, like have a whole entire basketball game and then after be the one practicing. That's the vibe I get from Donna Summers as well. Worked really, really hard, but nobody credits her, of course, because she's black, um, and she's a woman. So, you know, she doesn't get the credit she deserves. And the fact that Beyonce was like, no, 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 round of applause, credit where credit is due. We're going to give her her flowers. Um, was just iconic. The entire track, the entire piece made me feel so black and queer. She released it obviously on the Leo new moon specifically felt so incredibly black and queer and special. I really thought Alien Superstar was my my top one. Um, I felt like she wrote it about me. Like I've never met this woman a day in my life, but Loki, I was like, oh, was that for me? Was that, thank you, Beyonce. That was for me, right? And I'm sure there's like millions of other like black queer girls out there going, yeah, yeah, me, 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 you know, very much in line of Leo season. But ultimately the song is a renaissance. The song very much feels like a renaissance of music. And the fact that we're living during that time feels really special and I feel really grateful every time I experience Beyonce I feel really grateful so I'm gonna start my Beyonce fund I hope you do too because you know she's gonna go on tour with this and it's gonna be for the gays it's gonna be for the gays baby I'm excited um I got really emotional because Beyonce said no 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 this is for us this is for us you know it's hard to navigate your queerness especially when you're a marginalized person you have multiple identities and you're 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 black and queer and you're a woman and queer and you you have all these hats that you're wearing i've been going through it this summer y'all like there's so much i could say there's been heartbreak there's been there's been a lot of heartbreak but i feel like this like mended parts of my soul that'll be reimagined and remanifested into a completely different person like i feel like i'm rebirthed after hearing it. Speaking of protecting black women, Brittany Griner is still very much in prison by the, the Russian government. Protect black women at all costs. Um, in the show notes, I'll list a petition for what you can do to help Brittany Griner. Also, she's a Libra. That's wild. Brittany Griner, a Libra. Wait, is that true? Yeah, dude, Brittany Griner is a Libra. Justice is really deeply important to Libras in general, but I think that it's really important and significant that she's a Libra. For more information about Brittany Griner, please head to the show notes and on to the next topic. I don't want to make this a Kaylani stand situation podcast. 
But you know, when the love of your life does stuff, you have to like let people know. And I just also want to say, as a Gemini rising, as an air sign, air sign rising, I knew this mother freaking information a week and a half ago. And I just want to say, I wanted to break this news, but Kehlani got to it first. So Kehlani is going to be on season three of The L Word. Now, there's a lot to unpack with this. There's a lot to unpack with this one, okay? There's a lot to unpack for a lot of reasons. I saw it on a TikTok that was posted to Twitter that was posted from Kehlani's Instagram account. Um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, so basically they posted that they are about to go on tour and they are filming for a TV show and they said, cat's out of the bag. As they pan the camera down, and guess who's in their mother freaking trailer? It's Finley, who I high key hate. Bruh, that character makes me want to freaking punch walls like a white man. Like, truly. That character annoys the absolute living crap out of me. And I'm not sure if it's because the writing, that's what it is, or if it's because the character, I doubt. It's not the actor, it's the freaking arc that makes no mother freaking sense for this freaking character and like the the writers will like unpack like religious trauma and then they'll be like never mind you're cheating with your friend and it's like huh i i don't i i don't get what these writers are doing which is a good segue into why i have fears i have fears <laughs> i have legitimate fears as to why kilani is on this show i love kilani Anybody that knows me knows that Kehlani, I started listening to Kehlani when I was in my straight girl era and I was still, you know, riding the dick. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. I was in my straight girl era when I was listening to Kehlani. And I remember I was in the living room of my old apartment in Echo Park and these two people, let's just call them two friends. They're not really friends, but these two people were in the living room and then this one girl who I had like a really toxic no boundaries queer relationship that sex never happened but like there were a lot of boundaries crossed but not sexually mental intimacy it was a whole thing so we're all in the living room and one of the friends is this like non-binary like cool dope beautiful like person right and they're like oh yeah like Kehlani's new album came out at the time it was Sweet Sexy Savage Savage Sexy Sweet I always get the name of the album confused but you you know what I'm talking about the one where um they're like looking up and it's like the orange background so that album had just mother freaking dropped right so that album dropped and we are all in the living room and the music video for Distraction is in the background and so me and the, let's call this person, I think they're an Aries. Let's call the toxic friendship girl an Aries. I think she's she's either an Aries or a Taurus. Honestly, the way that she was toxic is giving very much Aries energy, but you know, I don't know what she is. At the time I wasn't into astrology. Anyways, let's just call her the Aries. So the Aries and I are talking, right? And then I see Kehlani just like dancing and I whip my mother freaking head and I'm just like in awe of the person on screen. At the time, Kehlani had their hair cut. They were like dancing on this. I was so like enamored, turned on and like I felt so powerful in that moment. Like for the first time, I like could really feel my my queerness emanating and becoming parts of like developing, but I didn't have the language for it. So I whip my head, Kehlani's on the screen, like dancing, like, are you down to be a distraction, baby? But don't distract me. That song's coming on and it's so sexy. And it's like Y2K before that became like a thing. Like they were doing this like cool music video before everybody jumped on the bandwagon and I was like who is this person I need to know who they are to make a long story short I fell in love with Kehlani immediately 
and then got super into their music and then just would replay that album over and over during the most crazy times, like trying to heal from a toxic ex. Like it was, it was, there was some crazy stuff. Your girl has been through it, especially with the cis men. Um, but I was like trying to heal myself, blah, blah, blah. And Kehlani was just like in the background playing. And I just was like, this is everything. I don't have the language to say what I want in this moment, but Kehlani has that. And then I noticed in their music too, because I'm huge into lyrics. Like I love a good beat. I love a good rhythm. I love a good melody. I love good layering. I love good, like, I'm trying to sound like really bougie. I'm like, I love a good sync. I love a good 808. Like, da, da, da. no, I, I love music. Like, I love that. But lyrics to me mean everything. Maybe it's a Leo Moon thing. If you're Leo Moon and lyrics are a big deal, please let me know. I noticed that they would say, they would talk about men and they would talk about women. I said, huh? Is that allowed in this country? If it is, sign me up. Sign me the freak up. So anyways, I broke up with this dude at the time because of Keilani. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I broke up with this dude. I started listening to this album and really grieving the re- relationship I was in before that. It was like a whole thing. And then starting to understand myself more. And I was like, what do I want in a relationship? Like, what do I really want? Because this dude looked good on paper, but in reality, like, wasn't cutting it. Was not cutting it. And I'm like, why is that? Like, He had all the things that I had dreamed up for a man to have that I would feel comfortable and confident. Like, why am I so dissatisfied? And it's because a bitch is gay, baby. So anyways, Kehlani was in the background of that music. So I take Kehlani very seriously. When the tickets dropped for their tour, baby, I was up at 8 a.m. I was at my computer diddling and fiddling, ready to go. So I love Kehlani. Kehlani is life. Um... Not really. I hate it when people say that. I'm always just like, ooh, nobody's your life. Somebody's your life. That's weird. But I do love Keilani. And I love that they're in this relationship. And it seems healthy, you know, from the outside. And that's all that really counts. And it was just so beautiful. Anyways, I take Keilani seriously. So if these freaking psychotic L-word writers who probably have one token Black person in the motherfucking room, they better have more than that. They act like they have more than that. But based on the writing... Mm. 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 it's giving very much white queers it's giving very much white queers so their writing just bleeds into the stories that make no sense in this tv show nothing makes sense it's like you watch it it makes no sense and it's like sentimental, right? I watched The L Word like, and finished it right before my first Pride where I was like half in, half out of the closet. It's very sentimental. So I take Keilani seriously and I take these writers very much unseriously. So they better not fumble this bag because if they fumble this, I will scream into the void that is Twitter and Instagram. I'm ready, writers. <laughs> so that's really exciting. Keilani's going to be on season three of The L Word. And um, regardless of whether they fumble it or not, I'll be watching I'm excited. I'm excited. On to the next interesting, kind of not interesting news is like people were like reporting that like Lizzo and Rihanna have this very flirty relationship. And it's like a Taurus and a Pisces have a very flirty relationship. And they were like trying to be like, they're in love. And it's like, yeah, because Rihanna is a Pisces. Like, of course. I guess in an interview with Watch What Happens Live, Lizzo answered an audience question saying, my conversations with Rihanna are more dot, 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 sexual, I guess. But Lizzo is a Taurus, indulges in the extravagant things of life. And Rihanna is a Pisces, like the ethereal, sexy being that she is. So, of course, they're being flirty. Like, I don't know. I feel like if news outlets knew more about astrology, they would stop running stories that make no sense. Why are y'all so, 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 so titillated by this? I mean, it is titillating. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is titillating. But it's also just like, okay, a Pisces and a Taurus are flirting and being super flirty. Next. <laughs> next. On to the next story, which is SZA's album is in God's hands now. Um, Rip. Um, we don't know when that album is coming out. Uh, she literally said it's done, but it's up to her label RCA 
who are, in my opinion, the mafia and hate black women. Uh, Normani, SZA, not Chloe, because Chloe signed to um, Beyonce's label. Chloe wanted to release it, I'm sure, and I'm sure they were like, "Look, Beyonce is is Beyonce," and she was like. I get it. But the weird thing about this story is that Sis's album, we know it's in God's hands, and she's signed to the label TDE, right? Which is, I believe, under RCA. It's like a smaller, you know, label under the RCA umbrella. But her manager responded on Twitter, and somebody was like, we're waiting on the album. And then he said, so don't wait. In a Twitter thread, he went on to say, Back in elementary, I thrived on misery, me alone as I grew up amongst a dying breed. Sir, you need some psychological help. What? What does that have to do with the album? Like, we're asking you about the album. And, like, I hate it. This is one of my pet peeves on the internet is when people come after the artist as if the artist has all this control over their album. They don't. Like, if Michael Jackson had to buy his masters and then receive control and didn't like touring but had to continue touring, I know for a fact these people, specifically Black women, do not have control over their albums. So apparently SZA's album is in a crazy man's hands. Um which is the history of music <laughs> uh, with black women. Um, but on a good note, SZA and Dochi came up with a song, a remix to Persuasion, which is a very, 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 very exciting. I've been popping my pussy to it all, all uh, the live long day, honestly. There's a cute little video of Dochi like listening to her song and then the part when SZA's verse comes on, she didn't know. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God. She's like freaking out. And I was like, yes, this is this is what we need. Bring back good music. It's all trash. There's a lot of good music. There's a lot of good music happening. Like Flo, I love Flo. Megan Thee Stallion came up with a, a new song with Future. I was frankly underwhelmed. There's lots of music news happening. It's because it's the summer. And like, I think all these things qualify for Grammys now. Um, But she made it with Future, which by the way, Future is a Scorpio man okay so if you ever have like considered being like oh like that man's so sexy he told me he's a scorpio like oh like i'm really excited about him he's so sexy blah 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 i want you to look at the way future treats his baby mamas and that is how you will be treated by a scorpio man other scorpio men include but are not limited to drake yikes yoinks and Frank Ocean, but we won't talk about Frank Ocean because nobody will touch that man. Don't ever, don't ever speak a lick of a, a lick of a syllable poorly about the man of my dreams, Frank Ocean. There's lots of music things happening. So much music. The last thing I want to talk about is the Bicon herself, the Black Bicon herself, who is a singer, dancer, actor, Kiki, motherfreaking Palm. Talk about her. We have got to. I couldn't go another day without talking about her. Kiki Palmer is the most entertaining person alive. And you already know, I had to look up her chart because I was like, why is this girl so funny? Like, she is the funniest person. Like, why is she so funny? And so I follow a bunch of astrologers on Twitter and TikTok and all the things, but Twitter astrology is like, is not for the week. Like, it's very specific. And Kiki mother freaking Palmer, Kiki Palmer, we already know this, is a Virgo sun. She's a cancer rising, which is why her skin is so like glowing and effervescent and like, oh, it's just everything. And she has like this warmth to her. It's also, I think, a Midwestern warmth of, you know, being from the Midwest. But that cancer rising baby, it shines. And then she has a Sagittarius moon and that's why she's so funny she's funny because she has a sag moon like sag moons are really out here making us tummy chuckle every gosh darn day there's an interview with kiki palmer on wired where she completes google searches about herself <laughs> let me tell you something when she said it's spooky ooky <laughs> during un-halloween season like she is so funny she is a star so anyways you know i had to see nope of course i saw nope 
the weekend it came out because I support black filmmakers, big and small. And when you go the first weekend, that's really what counts. And studios are like, whoever comes this weekend, this decides your paycheck for the next film. This decides if we will let you do three more films or four more films, or this will help us to give you basically a promotion at your job for Jordan Peele and for other actors involved and other people involved and producers and da da da. It really affects, it truly affects the livelihood of the people involved in creating like cultural classics and cultural phenomenons. So I always go the first weekend if I can, if I have the money to go. Um, I used to work at a studio. That is a story in and of itself. And I don't know if I can even, I don't know if I can even get into it. I don't even know if I can get into it. But the good thing about that place, the one good thing about that place, actually, I'll say two good things. I met some cool people. And I mean some, and by some, I mean like three cool people. And I got to watch a bunch of free films. I was treated like a slave, but I got to watch a lot of free films. So <laughs> capitalism, it's great. It's fantastic. Child, anyways, so I went to see Nope, and I have so many thoughts about it that, you know what? I'm not a spoily ass bitch. So I'm not gonna spoil, spoil, spoil it for anybody. I will say that you need to go see it so that we can talk about it. So we can chit chat, so we can kiki about it because, like I said, I'm not a spoily ass bitch. I don't spoil stuff. So go watch it so we can talk about it. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm pondering. I'm in deep Scorpio ponder mode. That is the hot by news. It's very exciting. Lots of music stuff happening. Lots of, it's it's an exciting time right now because lots of stuff is starting to come out. Lots of TV shows for the fall are starting to gear up to be released. It's a very exciting time. Like right now in LA, it feels like pre-Christmas, pre-LA Christmas. Like things are starting to move and groove, which is exciting. It's very exciting. So we're going to move on to our next segment. What's going on in the astro world? Nothing too crazy. It's like JK, actually there are crazy things happening. Well, first of all, it's Leo season. Thank the Lord Jesus, it's a fur. Um, it's Leo season, which is really exciting. Like, finally, my Leo moon can, like, beam and shine. That cancer season, I don't even want to think about cancer season right now. Like, it was fun. It was cute for a hot minute. It was teary for no reason. Like, teary for no reason. Like, why am I crying? Like, But it's Leo season now, which is really exciting. And I feel like Leo season is the season for, like, any bi baddie on the internet, any bi baddie that's listening to this, any bi baddie ever in the world to step into your bisexuality and just be like, I'm unapologetically a bi baddie, period. Like, that's who I am. And I feel like Leo season is very much that. Mercury will enter Virgo. And I feel like with Mercury entering Virgo on the 4th of August, August 4th. I feel like Mercury Virgo situations are, first of all, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So, you know, it's in its home little state. It's really comfy, cozy in that area. So talking to other people, expressing yourself might come a little bit more easily. Another fun thing that's happening the following week is there's a full moon in, in Aquarius. I love a good full moon situation, but every time the moon's in Aquarius, I just feel so disconnected from my body. So, you know, step up the grounding game. Ground yourself as much as you can. Personally, anytime the moon is in Aquarius, I'm just like, I am an alien in the wind. Who am I? What does everything mean? I get real weird during that time, but I'm excited. I think it's a really good time to release the things that you don't need. Full moons are a good time to release, let go. Venus enters Leo. Here's what I will say about people who have Leo Venus placements. Y'all love out loud. And something about that I deeply, deeply, deeply respect, especially as somebody that's a Virgo Venus who like... When I like somebody, I'm like, okay, we'll see, you know? But Leo Venuses are the first, the first to post, this is fire sign Venus in general, but the first to be like, I'm going to post you on my IG story. And I'm just like, wow, like I was dating the Sagittarius. Dating is a strong word, <laughs> but I was seeing a Sagittarius and she... Ooh, I should cut this out. Will I? I don't know. I was seeing a Sagittarius and she was like, oh, can I tag you in this story? I said, 
you don't even know me. <laughs> Why are you tagging me? And I was just like, oh, yeah, you can tag me. And in my head, I was like, you can tag me, but I'm not going to repost. Like, I don't want other people to know. Like, I'm just very sealed and closed. I think the moment I'm quiet and hush about my personal dating life, that's how you know I'm in a serious situation with somebody. So, you know. But Leo Venuses, they have very beautiful, like, they love with their full chest, bro. They'll be like, I'm in love. And you're like, are you delusional? And it's like, no, they're not delusional. They're just in love. And they're like, they really embrace this idea that like love doesn't come often. And when it does, just fully embrace it. And I just, I respect that about Leo Venus placement. So that'll be in the, the air. That'll be in the air on the 11th. Um, full moon in Aquarius on the 11th. Venus enters Leo on the 11th. It's a very like, say it with your chest. Like low key, I think you should confess to your crush that you're feeling them personally that's what I would do except I wouldn't do that because I have a Virgo Venus but that's what you should do if you know what's best for you (laughs) that's what you should do personally dating in LA in general is really not for the week this is very much off script (laughs) but we are talking about Venus and love and romance but dating in LA is very weird because what happens is a lot of people approach dating in LA as they would Like they're casting for a movie of their love story, which in theory, you're like, okay, like that's what everybody deserves, a love story. But no, people cast in types. It's like a CW Riverdale. And they like to cast the same person that has the same sort of wound, the same sort of look, the same sort of everything. Like I was dating this one person. They're like, they kept talking about types. And they're just like, so what's your type? What's your type? I'm like, whoever's in front of me, like not to be a slut bag, but like whoever I like is my type. That's my type. And so I just found it so weird that people are so obsessed with types. And then I had somebody tell me once, I was like, oh, what's your type? And like, who's your celebrity crush? And for me, they asked me first. And I was like, oh, you know, like Young M.A. and Zendaya and Kehlani um like cool 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 those are my people and they started like laughing and I was like okay they're like oh it's just funny that you're saying young MA and Zendaya and I'm like I don't that's what I'm saying it's like I don't have a type bad bitches is the only thing that I like truly and they're like oh what's I said okay so what's your celebrity type and they were like oh you know Zoe Kravitz and Zendaya and they were like yeah I just like mixed girls with curly hair I said, excuse me? <laughs> are we are we talking about colorism right now? Are we is that where we're going with this? Um and I just found it very jarring and weird and like I don't know. I guess I felt like going into the queer community, I would find like people who like had divested in capitalism and divested in colorism and divested in all the things that, you know, make up white supremacy. But no, it's very much not that energy. Um, In LA, it's very much like colorism is very present in the LGBTQ community. That's an issue. And so is so many other things. And it's unfortunate because you, you, you assume you, you put your guard down and you're like, oh, like, you know, if they're queer, they're cool, right? Wrong. Big wrong. Big wrong. Big wrong. I guess to wrap that up, dating is not for the weak. Um, I have lots of dating stories, like a little bit too many, you know. It's been a journey. It's been a journey to say the least. But I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning about a lot of things that I don't want. I'm constantly downloading and deleting dating apps because people are just so weird and they're so trash. And like, I thought the only weird people were like cis men. Like, I don't know why I thought that, but some reason I thought that. And like, I just messed myself up. Anyways, your issues will follow you no matter who you date. You got to divest in the bullcrap and figure things out for yourself. What makes you happy? And dating in LA is is very much trash and navigating that is so weird. Everybody's looking for, it's very transactional. You know, everybody wants to be a TikTok couple. Nobody wants to go to therapy. (laughs) 
is the moral of the story. So now uh, we are going to get into a cute little interview with my friend Adam, who is going to help me do our question of the week. And I'm excited to get into it. If you would like to ask a question, please email any questions. I will answer them on the podcast. I was going to come up with like a cute, catchy, like on the potty, but that's kind of gross, but on the podcast. Um, So ask your questions at hotbysummer at gmail.com. I'm so excited to get into Adam's interview. So let's go. Hello. Oh my goodness. I'm so freaking excited for our guest this week. This is this is so freaking exciting. I'm I'm ready. Um this week we have my good friend Adam Turney. Um so I'd love for you to introduce yourself cuz give us your name, your pronouns, your sun moon and rising, maybe your Venus or Mercury if you know that information. And uh yeah, we'll do a little intro amazing i'm so excited to be here first off and yes hello my name is adam turney my pronouns are he him my sun and moon are aquarius and i'm an aries rising i don't remember that my venus and all that but i know i have it on a chart somewhere um but yeah that's me in the words of raven simone that's me. I love it. Oh my God. I'm so freaking excited to have you on. Um, Adam is like my like ride or die Aquarius friend. I feel like everybody needs an Aquarius friend in their life to just like pin them down back to earth, but in a way that like feels very like, like imaginative and like creative. I feel like every time we hang out, it's very much like, you know how certain friends, they like drain your energy and you're like, Oh God, got to hang out with this person, but I can only (laughs) do it. I can only do it for like an hour. You know, I can only do it for half hour, 20 minutes, whatever. But with Adam, it's like, we can just like talk and talk and talk and like very like I'm an air sign rising. And it just, it's very fun vibes. I totally agree. Like I, I was watching a um, TikTok of Ricky Thompson. Do you know Ricky Thompson? Yes, I love Ricky Thompson. Like, favorite Aquarius. He's amazing. Yes, and he, he literally just posted one the other day and was like, because he's always out and stuff, but he's finally like, you know, I don't want to go out anymore. Like, I like being inside. Like, yes. And I was like, yes, Aquarius social, but like the most antisocial, I have to like recharge. So yeah, when we hang out, I'm always feel so recharged and refreshed and like, oh, that was like so nice rather than draining. <laughs> yes, exactly. And one of the things, one of the cool things about Aquarius is like Aquarius is very like community focused and like they're very good at like bringing groups of people together. They're good with the group. Um, and sometimes when it comes to like individual hangouts, they're very like intuitive like who's who's got who's got the energy that's good because that's the only type of energy I want to be around and I just respect it yes I know I'm like I feel like I love one-on-one because I just I'm like let me get in your brain yeah let me give you this intuitive one-on-one these downloads messages I'm getting and hash it out (laughs) yes we love a spiritual baddie a spiritual baddie yes Okay, so we we went into your sun, moon, and rising. Um, as you know, we have Adam here. I'm so excited. And Adam is going to help me out with something, a new segment I'd like to call by mail, which is essentially when a listener writes in asking for a little advice and we like give them some advice on what we think they should do. Um, Cute. Yes, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be good. Today's the first listen a letter. So the first um, – Male says, <laughs> "How do you deal?" <laughs> the first male, first like piece of male, the first male, um, <laughs> not gender, but the first male, uh, the first. What should I say? The first letter. That's a better way to put it. The first letter says, "How do you deal with family members who aren't accepting of your sexuality?" As much as I know, my family wants the best for me and loves me. I just kind of want a stamp of approval. How do I go about getting acceptance from family? They will say little things to me about being bi. So, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, I feel like, especially us, we have definitely dealt with this and are continuously dealing with this. I feel like that's the first thing. I feel like this is never a, like, you know, a one, what do you call it? One answer 
provides everything. Yeah. In this kind of a situation, like my first thing would be like, what I guess we should define like acceptance. Like, what does that mean? Like, is, does it mean your family like tolerates it? Yeah. Or is it like they're going to pride with you? They're like all about it, you know? And those things are just hard because it's so out of your control. Like, I know for me, I feel like it's such a generational thing. Like I know with my parents, they're kind of just like, it is what it is. And I'm sure they might not want it to be this way, but it's Mm -hmm. like, they're accepting of it in that way where it's like, oh, they're not going to like kick me out and all that stuff. So I'm blessed that that is a thing. Um, But of course I would, I would love to have them be, you know, fully supportive, which in my eyes would be like, you know, just being very much an ally and actually speaking up for me and checking in on me, especially with everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. So I think it's tough because you have to just be an advocate for yourself and you can't expect other people to know or like understand your point of view as a queer person. Unfortunately, that's just, I feel like how it is in our world. And I mean, I feel like it's, you know, a superpower because that's what sets you apart and what makes you so different and unique and powerful. And I know it's tough to not, or to feel like you have to like get someone's approval Um, And that's something I've been working on a lot personally, just like unlearning, like, I don't need approval from anyone to feel good about myself and good about what I'm doing, especially just being a queer person. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Charmy? It's tough. It is really tough. I think that's really, really beautiful advice of just being like, you don't have control over what other people think or say or do. Like, truly, you don't have control over that. And I feel like this is such an appropriate and such a beautiful question, especially coming from, like, Black families because it's so Mm, intersectional. Like, it's such a thing where, you know, it's just, like, there's a lot of unlearning that I think a lot of Black families have to do and have to go through. And um, it's very specific. Um, And so it's hard. I think it's, it's really, really tough. But I think also, like, I don't necessarily have the answer. I love that you said, like, let's define what tolerate means. Let's just define what acceptance means for you and maybe redefining what that means. But I also think, um, you know, it's really appropriate because I recently, like, I don't have the answers. Like, I recently had a family member um, really buckle down on me and really get really upset that, you know, I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't with, you know, a cis man. I wasn't, you know, just wasn't who they pictured me to be in their eyes for such a long time. And, you know, they said something that was like very specifically biphobic, which was something along the lines of like, you shouldn't really call yourself bi if you don't date men right now, because you're just teasing people. And I was just like, okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's an interesting (laughs) way to put things. Um, That's rough. So like, you know, all the like biphobic, like internalized things that I had in my, in myself of just feeling like, dang, like maybe I'm a tease, maybe I'm over-sexualized. Like, but it's like, ultimately it's like, that has nothing to do with me. Like their view of bisexuality really has nothing to do with me at all whatsoever. And so I love that you said like not seeking approval from people in general. There's something really empowering when that happens. Totally. And I feel like it's that for me, that was such an unlock because for in all aspects of my life, I was like those thoughts, like you're saying, if someone tells me something, maybe I am that way or, Oh my gosh, like kind of turning back on myself And then realizing like, wait, they're not living my life. They're not living my experience. Why am I letting their, you know, what they're saying, their insecurities, whatever they're projecting onto me affect how I live my life. So at the end of the day, that's, I'm going to the grave with myself. So I want to be good with myself rather than what other people around me are like thinking or saying about me and not really. And of course, that's such an easier said than done kind of thing. Like this has been like, years and years of work for me to like and it's still of course every day it's a day-by-day thing um but it's hard because I would encourage this person that you know unfortunately it has to be the parents like putting in the effort because no one should no parent should make their child feel like it's on them like there's something wrong with them you know they're not fully accepting like it's the parent like the parent brought you into this world and it's their job if they truly care about you, which I think it mentioned that 
to do, you know, the work themselves. It's not all just on us. And that's the thing is like, for me with my specific family experience, it was like, they were only willing to just kind of be like, okay, it is what it is. Cool. And that's like, great. You know, I'm like, okay, I accept it. There's that acceptance word. Like we're accepting it. You know, that's what it is. Maybe it'll change, you know, never say never. Um, But it really needs to be on them. And I feel like there's so much pressure all the time for us to have to be the strong ones, especially when you talk about like a black family, it's like, we're strong and we always have to be like advocating for ourselves, which is true, but they also need to advocate for us um, because it needs to be a two way street. Yeah. And it's also their job. Like, I feel like one of the things that I discovered, (laughs) it's like literally your job. It's literally (laughs) your job to like support me. Why are you doing the opposite? Like, I remember I had this conversation with somebody in my family. I mean, I was just like, I didn't ask to be brought into this world. Like, I I didn't ask. That is my favorite, like like cryptic line to be like yeah. I didn't ask for this like I'll say that to my boyfriend and he's like that's so like sad I'm like no it's like factual it's true like, I didn't ask to be here right 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 I didn't ask to like be here I didn't ask to be in the situation I didn't ask to like I didn't choose like I didn't make a choice to be queer like these are things that I did not choose you know and so I think it's it's like the responsibility of your parent to be the parent. And if they can't do that and you need to reparent yourself, cool. But like, I just find it so irritating, <laughs> like so it's incredibly so irritating. irritating. And it's just like, there's so many other issues, things going on that like the fact that like a family can't be like, you know what, we're going to support our child at like the minimal level. Like you said, like that is literally you're basically signing like a contract. I feel like as a parent, yeah. I'm like I will support my child as soon as they enter into this world. So it's like the fact there's all these other things going on that are just constantly attacking all sorts of marginalized groups that this is like such a hot topic issue still, yeah. you know, it just, of course it is what it is. And um, yeah, it's, you know, just seeing, I think too, for me, it was like, I brought, which I don't think people need to do this, but I was like, let's have a conversation, you know, like, let me offer you resources and, you know, X, Y, Z, granted they have Google and whatever at their fingertips being like, this is how you can get to know more about my experience. And again, my parents were like, we're good kind of a thing. So for me, I think it's like once, if you've put that effort in to try to make it like a reciprocal thing and they don't respond, then that's all you can do. Kind of like what I said before, it's like, you can't, force anyone to think um how you think or understand your experience because they probably have their you know familial issues that they're dealing with and are too afraid to uh confront even at their age um so you know we're those trauma breakers what we are we are are, you know forging the way and that's what gives me hope is that we are the people that are yeah forging the way for other queer people um, for the future, you know, and especially once these uh, these people are out of office, these, <laughs> folks. these and, dirty white folks right, are out of office. Little... <laughs> I was like, do we go there? Um, yes, we go there. <laughs> I, I was like, once they're gone and like we can start hopefully, you know, creating our own version of what we think the world should be, you know, that's what's going to set us apart. And if we ch- decide to have children or, you know, people who are looking up to us. So it's, yeah, that's, it's a mixture of like, Oh, it's exciting, but totally there's that resistance there of like, why can't this just be a thing like that? They're just like, Oh yeah, you would think, but you would think, yeah, alas, here we are. Alas, here we are. I love that. I love that you mentioned that. And actually yesterday I was on the phone with somebody in my family and they were like, Oh, like, why aren't you dating anybody? I'm like, sweetie, Sweetie, there are things happening, but I don't want to tell you. Um, but <laughs> they're like, oh, like, why aren't you dating? Like, like basically, like, pushing that, like, heteronormative, like, sort of lifestyle kind of thing. Um, and I was just, like, thinking to myself, like, quietly, like, 
I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. Like I am 30. Mm. I don't have kids. I'm living my best life. I got plants. I wrote a book. I'm like living my best life, being online, making incredible friends like Adam that are like so like luscious and like nutrient and such a huge part of my life. And like I'm creating this beautiful life for myself. And I am truly my ancestors' wildest dreams. I don't even think they could have thought of something like this, like a queer black femme, like making it in LA, which is very like, you know, it sounds very romanticized. There are hard parts of it, of course, but like, it's just like, yeah, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. And that just brings me so much joy. It's so true. And I think it's so important to come back to those moments amidst like those hard times. And when it's like, oh my God, nothing's going my way. Um, but knowing like, oh, I'm the fact that like you're putting in the work, like even when we first met, I, I, you're my wildest dreams. Like I want to, I feel like I'm one of your ancestors. Like it's yeah. incredible to see what you're doing, you know, even in the like few years we've known each other. Um, oh gosh. So I think the fact that we are putting in that work and yeah, just putting into the things we're passionate about and also that are rooted in our authenticity. Yeah. So that's what for me has been truly eye-opening is like the more I'm just focusing on like what goes back to like my inner child like what would that inner child in its most authentic state like want from someone who was older and the more I'm kind of following that the more I'm finding that similar to you I feel like my ancestors are just like yes you know you you can just feel it like in your soul like that pride um, of you're doing this like this is really hard sometimes Mm-hmm. But you are the one that's going off and doing these things, which is amazing. And it's going to just, you know, continue to multiply and however it should. So I love that. Yes. yes. And I, I just I feel such a like deep, beautiful c- connection with you, which is why I'm so excited for you to be on, because like I just remember there was an there was a like Adam before and an Adam after and like you went through this whole spiritual journey over the pandemic and like you really have blossomed into such a beautiful person. Like you were already a beautiful person. We were already like talking and all these great things were happening as we were like, as our friendship was growing. But then like after the pandemic, there was like a glow, like a glow. Like you were like, I'm doing what I need to be doing. And I just, I feel like that's just so beautiful. Uh. I love you. I love you. The feeling is mutual. We're killing Yay. it. Out here. We are killing it. In these I, streets. In these streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I want to move on and like lift the mood a little bit and talk about what's bringing you queer black joy right now I feel like a lot of times when it comes to queerness a lot of people like to talk about the trauma of being queer which is important and like is necessary but also like there's a lot of joy like it's like you said it's magical like it's truly iconic being queer I think it's like the coolest thing ever um couldn't be a straight one couldn't be straight yikes yoinkers that's disgusting (laughs) we do not accept that here except you know we accept everybody but you know except for heteros i'm just kidding kind of um (laughs) but anyways i feel like being queer is like such an iconic thing and such a like beautiful sacred joyful experience so i want to know what's bringing you queer black joy yes totally agree 100 percent And for me, I think it's been the amount of like influencers, content creators, what have you that are black and queer that are taking up space and are just being their authentic selves. Like, again, I mentioned Ricky Thompson earlier. Um, I think of like Kaylin Allen, who I love. Yeah. Um, I think of, or even just like musicians like Saucy Santana giving me life. With material yes. girl and <laughs> booty. Girl. Also, that music video for booty, everything like literally had all these different sizes, shapes, yes. shades, all the things in that video. I said, Yes, you are doing the Lord's work. Thank you, Santana. We do not <laughs> deserve you. We don't so I think you. it's right. It's like I think of when I was a kid, pff, there was none of this representation at all. No. And of course, it's still, you know, taking we still have a long way to go, but this is such an incredible thing to celebrate that there, there's, there are platforms where 
you can be whatever you want to be and people, you can get your message out, like how you start up by astrology, like, and then look where you're at, where you're at. It's amazing. And yeah. it just makes me so happy to be like, oh yes, that's so nice that there are spaces in this like online culture where people can find these safe havens. People can find things like, oh yes, I resonate a hundred percent with this no matter how like specific or niche or whatever it is, like you could be a werewolf who's queer. I don't care. Like I'm sure there's something for that on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like go get your life. So I just love there's like anything for anyone um, who's on their queer journey to be able to find like, you know, a safe haven and, and like just comedic content. Like, even if it's like making fun of like the queer lifestyle or culture, you know, like poking fun at it. It's just like, I love how there's so much relatable, that's the word, relatable content um, that's out there. And that's what gets me through those like, you know, kind of dark, low periods where I'm like, oh, yeah, there's still people out there that are just like me doing their thing. And it's like so inspirational and so fun to just see um, the community being uplifted and people putting themselves out there. I think it's so important because it can be really hard. Um, It is hard. But it's. It's just, yeah, even just thinking about it around, I'm like, have the biggest smile of like all these like funny videos going on in my head on loop from like my favorite like yes. black queer creators where I'm like, oh my God, we're too much in the best way. In the um, best way possible. <laughs> so yeah, I would say definitely how like content creation has allowed for that space to really open up and be celebrated. And um, yeah, I think it's so important. And of course- Again, more work to do, but hey, we're doing it. We're doing the work. We're doing the work. I love that. I love that so much. The fact that there's like content creators that are so niche and so specific. And sometimes like it's so funny because like sometimes I'll post something and I'm like, I think I'm the only one that's ever experienced this, but I'm just going to post it, test the waters, see if anybody else is related to this. And I'm like, oh my God, my like weird little queer experience with this random girl in high school that very specific hundreds of thousands of other people have experienced this too. Cool. Okay. I'm not crazy. Like I love that. I think that's incredible. I love that so, 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 so much. But speaking of music, one of the things that is happening tonight, there's a countdown happening. I think we're at, are we at five hours until Beyonce drops the next album? Oh yeah, of course. Yes. How could we forget? How could we forget? Um, it was a part of um, by news. One of our like hot topics was Beyonce, but like I just, for me personally, that's what's being bringing me black queer joy. Not that Beyonce is queer, but I think that she's kind of an icon for for queerness um, in many ways, which that could be dissected in lots of ways. But for right now, we're talking about the joy part. Okay, we're talking about the right. joy, <laughs> um, and so I'm really excited about seeing Beyonce like. There was a Twitter thread talking about how Beyonce is shooting the music video in Harlem right now. And I feel like for me personally, Harlem is such, first of all, you know, there's the, you know, the Harlem Renaissance that happened. And so that's like such a big thing in black culture, especially black queer culture, because there were so many queer people that were part of the Harlem Renaissance. Mm -hmm. So many that nobody talks about, but I talk about in my book. Anyways, um, hey, yes. hey, yeah, so the Harlem Renaissance is just so important. And so her shooting that video there is just so significant. I remember as a kid, for me personally, that's where I got my hair braided. Like, I grew up in a really white town and I there was nobody that was going to do my braid. Who, Karen's going to sew my, <laughs> put a sew in it? No. Right. No. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh brother. Uh, <laughs> oh, brother. Leave it. Leave it to. Leave it to Catherine to mess my <laughs> hair up. Anyways, uh, Harlem was such a significant thing for me. So I'm so excited about Beyonce dropping this this album, and um, yeah, queer black joy is just effervescent. It's everywhere, and I'm so excited about all the good things. All the good things that are that are coming. Like you said, online. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yes, I've, another one I wanted to mention really quick is yes the Queen Miss Kiki Palmer who is just taking over. Oh my everything, god! And she is like just the epitome of like being yourself and everyone being like obsessed. Yeah, like literally the most memeable person ever. And like she knows this, and she's just like whatever. It just she's carries like, okay. on her own little way. Yeah, um, but she yeah the fact that she I'm so glad she has this 
platform with Nope. And I feel like she's just kind of everywhere right now, which it's crazy to think how so many people are like, oh my God, who is this? Like, I've never heard of her. I'm like, who are those people? I'm like, Miss True Jackson VP? True Jackson, Akila in the B? Akila in the B? (laughs) I literally put my entire personality, like I planned, I copied her entire, like copy pasted her entire personality and like put it onto me for like, five seven years five to seven oh my years God. like Akilah the Bee was my jam right and I'm like it's so nice to see her I just feel like she's like all over the like when I go on Twitter it's like I see a Kiki Palmer video a meme like instantly and I'm like yes <laughs> baby that's Kiki Palmer <laughs> baby that's Kiki Palmer I'm like give me more give uh, me more just the epitome of black queer joy slash excellence she really uh. is Adam and I went to a cafe last week and had, like, a really good little kiki. It was really fun. And, um, yeah, we were talking about – I was just about to see Nope. I was supposed to see it that night, but then my friend was like, no, let's go another night. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I went another night. Oh, sorry. I just dropped something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's crazy. Anyways, uh, me and my friend went on Saturday night to see Nope. Have you seen Nope yet, Adam? Yes, I have. (gasps) Oh, my God. Okay, queer black joy. Yeah, are we gonna talk about it? I mean, we could if you want. Okay, I kind of low key haven't had anybody to talk about nope with, and I'm just like, I'm ready. I also think we should probably give people like a few more weeks to watch it before we do all the spoilers. True, true. So. I think one of the things that you said uh, at the cafe that were like that was very iconic. You're like, okay, I don't want you to spoil it when you see it, but just like give me like three words that you're feeling, and that's all I'll need. And I was like, yes, and I never did that. So let's do that now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, three words. Uh, I can start while you think. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll start while you think. Okay, so three words that that explain my experience of watching nope um awe spectacle and awe spectacle and i also i felt like honestly a little confused. <laughs> I was a little confused too. Um, yes. So awe, spectacle, and confusion. Those are my three words. I love it. That's amazing. Um, okay, my three. I mean, one is definitely Gordy. Gordy? Gordy. Who's Gordy? What does that mean? You know Gordy. Who's Gordy? You know Gordy. What is Gordy? I really don't know I don't want to like give anything away, but it's something in the movie. <gasps> Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh no, oh god dang yeah. Right. <laughs> That's why I was like, that is the definitely the first thing. You know I thought you were saying Jordan <laughs> and I was like, Jordan Peele, like, like Gordy? Is that his nickname? Right. You're like, of course I know Jordan. <laughs> I know Jordan. Um, but Gordy, yeah. Oh god, yeah, Gordy. Right, Gordy. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that there's a up. I'll say that. Ooh, good one. And uh, similar to confusion, I'm going to say questionable. Ooh, okay. So Gordy up and questionable. And it's kind of, I feel like now we're like in that space of, oh, I want to (laughs) like discuss our theories about things, but we'll save it for another day. We'll save it for another day. I feel like we could, yeah. Because like one of the things that I, (laughs) I mentioned when I was talking about by news was I was like, yeah, I'm not a spoily bitch. I'm not about to spoil this for you. And so I got to keep my word. I've got to keep yes. my word. I'm um, proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know. So it sounds ready. I was like, we can. We can. We can. But we don't have to. Um, but yeah, Nope is a very interesting film. And I'm so excited to actually talk about it and maybe do a little bit of a deep dive um, into it. But we'll save that for another day. Uh, but I am so happy that you were here to talk us through Bi Mail and Black Queer Joy. This was amazing and iconic. Um, where should people Where should people find you? Oh, yes. So I'm on the gram at Adam Turney, T-U-R-N-E-Y, and then an underscore after that. Um, so that's, I think, all my socials, like TikTok, Twitter, 
Instagram. You can find me there. And yeah. Yeah. And Adam also does, I'm just going to like plug and brag about Adam for a second. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Adam, also, Adam also does a lot of like really beautiful yoga stuff. So if you're in the LA area, especially on, if you're on the West side, Adam does a lot of like really cool like yoga stuff. So if you like follow him, follow, um, I know you have like flow and play or is it play and flow? Which one? Oh yes. Flow and play. So if you go to my like profile, there's another profile called at flow and play. And that's yeah. like what Charmy's saying for all kind of my yoga content, yoga stuff. I yeah. teach at Hot 8 Yoga in Brentwood. Um, and yeah, always down to teach wherever. If you want to do like an event or something, just let me know. Yeah. Adam is all around good energy. I feel like half the time people are like, I'm just going to hire Adam just to like have the bubbly, amazing, iconic like energy around. Um, so yeah, like take classes, Adam, um, follow Adam. And it's, it's great. It's great. It's great seeing you online. It's great hearing your voice and it's great seeing you in person. And thank you so much for being on Hot by Summer. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Okay, we're going to end now. Bye. Bye.